What's up, guys? It is Carly here, bringing you episode number 25 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. As always, I am joined with the one and only homie, JP. JP, how are you doing tonight? I am doing swell. Glad to be back. Our first episode of 2019 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. Uh, We skipped out on January, but we're here in February. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> Shut up. Don't eat. Don't. Don't. Okay. Don't. We won't even say don't. anything. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, for January, to be fair, I even said like, you know, we were going to try to put out a lot more episodes this year. But I feel like with this show, January is very lacking in new material anyway. It's kind of like the leftovers from 2018. So, but I feel like we're starting to get some stuff for the year. So hopefully we will get at it. Yeah, and January, you know, there was nothing coming out, honestly. That's what I just said. No, that's not what you said. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You said I you said, said it was we... pretty light, but I was like there was not there's literally nothing that came out. I said typically January is lacking and we are left with the 2018 leftovers. <laughs> the I don't thing, think you were the, listening. No, I was. You just I'm just saying like the like I actually mean that nothing came out. Like, you were saying it as if, like, you know, there wasn't much, but I'm saying, like, nothing. Like, literally nothing came out. Well, I kind of just meant, like, in general, January. Sometimes you'll get, like, one move or two moves. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. I'm saying that nothing came out this time. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) The only thing that came out was Cold Skin, which was a film that we had already watched in 2018 but yeah i didn't feel like rewatching it so yeah um that was about it and then the i think that there was there might have been another thing that came out that was like i don't know um borderline horror but yeah i don't know and then this came out what we're doing here tonight which is another tv series uh which is conversations with a killer the ted bundy tapes did i get that right you did you did i'm proud i did that off of memory really um yeah (laughs) which which came out in january late january january 24th to be exact i had actually watched the whole thing before february ended but didn't really have a record date before january ended rather uh but yeah so that's what we're doing this time I do want to eventually get, like, it actually would have been a perfect time to do more Black Mirror. Um, oh, yeah. Or even that Sabrina show. But Oh, yeah. Or even Stranger <laughs> Things, because I've never watched oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do need to watch Stranger Things. I think it's a little overrated. I'm not I'm not huge on the second season, but I, I love the first season. Well, they completely skipped the third season. It just never came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, once again. <laughs> Yeah, but um, they are doing a third season. They just skipped a year. I for, yeah, I forgot about that they didn't do one that year. But it's because st- TV shows, like I said before, it's like you watch them, and then you're like, man, I have to wait a whole year or two or whatever for the next season to come out, and then you kind of lose track of time, and then it's out. So yeah, but um. <clears throat> 
I think the only other thing that I know is on the dock. I mean, Velvet Buzzsaw just came out, so that's something we could do. And then I think the other one that came out or is about to come out is that Horror Noir, the Black History in Horror, which makes sense because it's Black History Month, but it's a documentary on uh, black folk in horror. Yeah, it's on Shudder. Them black folk. <laughs> I sounded incredibly what? racist without meaning to. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, um, let's tone it down a little bit. Yeah, no, but I'm excited for that because unlike you, who is racist, I actually dude. know a lot about black history and horror. The most Listen. black you know about horror is Tony Todd. What? <laughs> Listen, dude. I met Tony Todd, and also my cousin's cousin is black. I'm not racist. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> um, boy, did you know? Do you, do you even know who Pam Greer is? Yeah, she was in Blackula or Blackenstein. She was in Blackenstein. No, she wasn't. She was in. <laughs> she has like an afro. <laughs> not all the time. She does, okay, well, some I know who you're talking you know, about, you know dude. She, you know what she was in that you might know? What? what? Have you ever seen The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Not really. What the hell is wrong with you? Weren't I you did born not... in the 90s? Uh, kind of. <laughs> See, you I, are I racist. You didn't even watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Everybody knows that I if watched you watch Fresh Cosby Prince of Bel-Air, Show. you're not racist. I watched the Cosby that show and I watched real Family people. Matters and what? <laughs> and I watched the Proud Family on Disney Channel. Shout out to the 2000s kids out there. Dude, nobody um, cares. Nobody cares about 2000s. That's so crazy. That will never be a thing. 2000 yo 2000s kids represent or like 2000s babies will remember this. That will never catch on. I'm just saying all it those will memes never catch are... on because nobody cares. It was a stupid decade. I'm just saying all those memes that are like only 90s kids remember. I I remember those because hey, they're actually 2000s things as no, well. They're or not. Just yes, they are. No. Anyway. Okay, but anyway, I'm not racist. <laughs> so that horror noir thing sounds pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. I'm actually really excited for that. I love horror docs for one. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a Shutter either original or exclusive, and it is pretty cool. Um, what do you think? You think it's cool? Yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, I also enjoy watching documentaries. I mean, I think it's kind of nice to just sit back and watch, take a break from a movie and just watch something that kind of explores movies or like anything that has to do with that, such as the blacks in the movies and whatnot. Yeah, you know what's really cool about the Shutter Wikipedia page? What? Is there is a section that is exclusives slash originals. Yeah. And I made that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It. I forgot about that. I made it. I made that little table that shows all the exclusives, originals, and the dates they aired. However, I think when I made it, I only made it up until we go on, which was like February 2017. <laughs> mm-hmm. So somebody actually has been keeping up with it because it has everything else on there now. 
So just for an example, this is what all they had in 2018, which we missed so many of these, which makes me sad. It makes me want to try harder in 2019 to keep up. But they Mm -hmm. had Don't Grow Up, which we actually did. Uh, George Scott Season 2. Mayhem, which was one of those 2017 films that we weren't going to do. Dead Mm -hmm. Shack, which we did. Last One's Out, which we didn't do. Cold Hell, which we didn't do. Not Mom, Mon, 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 Monsters, which we didn't do. Born to Kill, which we didn't do. Downrange, which we didn't do, which I wanted to do. I watched it, too, and everything. I watched it, too. Uh, Stillborn, which we didn't do. Sequence yeah, Break. Oh, wait. Yeah, we did do Stillborn. <laughs> Give us some credit, dude. <laughs> yeah, we did do Stillborn. Uh, Sequence Break, we didn't do. Supermax, we didn't do. Trey Pallium, which we didn't do. Ruin Me, which we did do. Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, which we didn't do. Channel Zero, we didn't do. Angel By, we didn't do. Actually, some of these aren't, they don't have all of them on there. And Hell House LLC, too. Because they don't have Terrified. Ter- yeah, Terrified. They don't have, um, what was the other one? Witch in the Window. Yeah. Uh, they actually don't have a few of those. so They don't have Revenge, either. Wasn't that one of them? Revenge? Oh, yeah, yeah. that was one of them. Yep. It was a big one. Yeah, or Mandy. So this guy's slacking, whoever took up your I know. I sl- need picked to, up your slack. I need to get back on there and, and see. I, I think you can see who edited them, actually. Is there a way? Because that would be I, kind of There used to be, I think. But um, you're kind of, you're like the... You kind of hold Shutter's hand throughout life. I feel like you, you know, you got them on the Xbox and you <laughs> pimped out their Wikipedia page. So they should be paying you. I think. Yeah, I know. I am such a Shutter, you know, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of the some of those things you mentioned were also like TV series and. I feel like we kind of like to try to focus on the movies anyway, just for time's sake. But Yeah, yeah, we don't do a lot of the movies or the TV shows, yeah. So um, some of them we will do, but some of them we won't, we don't do. Um, but yeah, uh, there was a lot of a lot of streaming that I, I we did a lot, we, we watched a lot of streaming for 2018. I think it was a great year for streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny cause we, we didn't have that many episodes last year. Um, which I don't even know. What do you think? Like under 10? Did yeah, we have I'm 10 to... in the whole last year? I don't even know. I'm trying to think we did revenge, the ritual. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like it was more than usual, honestly, which is really? kind of sad, but honestly, when we were doing like the top 10 show on your main show, I was like, we're naming off movies like the ritual and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, we did that. Oh, we did that. And cam and all that. And it felt like a lot, but in reality, I'm trying to think it was probably around maybe like, I don't even feel like we did one a month. Oh, definitely not. But, <laughs> um, it, maybe eight. Yeah. Uh, my goal is to do a lot more this, this year. I, I want to, um, it's mainly me that the problem is, honestly, you know that, um, yeah. I just don't, it, it's so, like all the, like we, we have, I have a lot of time sometimes and then other time I don't at all. Like I have zero time. So 
I don't know. We'll try. I'll try. We all, yeah. All we can do is try. But, for example, in terms of streaming, uh, I had one, two, which Summer of 84, that was another one that wasn't on there. I had three, three films in my top ten that were streaming. And out of those three, two of them was Shutter exclusives. Dang. Were Shutter exclusives. And then um, I also had Stillborn at number 11. Which mm. was a Shutter exclusive, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of cool streaming titles. I'm excited for 2019 and seeing what what comes out. Um, but yeah, so anyway, what we're here for this month, or this, maybe this month, this this show is Ted Bundy, or the the conversations the, with a killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, I kept forgetting the title. I just keep calling it Ted Bundy. Not to be confused with extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, which is the feature film about Ted Bundy, also directed by Joe Berlinger. How about that? Wow. I actually didn't know that. But yeah, that film is actually directed by Joe Berlinger, and this film is directed, or this TV, this miniseries is directed by Joe Berlinger. Uh, so this, like I said, it came out January 24th, 2019. It's a four-part documentary series uh, from Joe Berlinger. And you might know Jer- Joe Berlinger from Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills, which is a documentary that came out in 1996. It also was my number two horror film, <laughs> quote-unquote, of 1996. Uh, one, because 96 was such a lacking year in terms of horror. And two... It's actually really horrific. It might not be a horror film, but it's horrific subject matter. Um, and in my opinion, it's one of the greatest documentaries ever made. That is Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills, which he also went on to do Paradise Lost 2, Revelations, as well as Paradise Lost uh, 3, Purgatory in 2011. Uh, which is the Paradise Lost trilogy. Um, he also made Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, which is my uh, one of my favorite um, films. And, you know, his vision was a little compromised with Blair Witch 2. There's a whole history on that, uh, where the studio made him insert things that didn't really fit in the film and stuff like that. Um, he's also done, like, a t- ton of, like, documentaries on... Uh, musicians and little shorts and things like that on uh, like heavy metal bands and, and things like, like Metallica and stuff. Um, and he also directed a documentary um, that I don't know if it's out yet, but it was called Raising Hell, the Visions of Clive Barker. Um, and now we know that he's actually making a film involving the Ted Bundy character uh, played by Zac Efron, I believe. Yeah. Which is uh, got actually quite a bit of stir uh, over the past week or two for, um, I guess it screened at Sundance. And people were saying that it, um, what was the word that I seen Bloody Disgusting use? It was, um, it was something to do with like irresponsible or something. I forget what the actual word was they used for their review. But I'm going to look it up. Uh, But yeah, so Ted Bundy, 
is an interesting serial killer. Yes. And I think that the thing about Ted Bundy is that a lot of people know of him. A lot of people are aware of his crimes, but I don't think a ton of people knew where like the details about him, including yourself, which we'll get into in a second, but just to circle back to that Sundance reveal, uh, the quote was extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile entertains, but feels irresponsible. Uh, and I believe that was the reason, uh, other people were saying that on Twitter as well, that they make Zac Efron too likable and it makes it to where it feels like you're almost like on the side of this guy or something, you know, the Norman Bates effect. Yeah. Uh, except for this is a real life (laughs) serial killer. So we'll, we'll see with that. We'll see about how that actually is. I have to see it for myself to understand if they're off base or not, but I thought it was a pretty interesting, uh, thing because what we know about Ted Bundy is he is extremely, uh, that was what he was known for being like, almost likable, like well-spoken. You look at him and think this guy couldn't have done that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, compared to all the other uh, known killers out there, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer looks like a psychopath. Ed Gein. I mean, he's just like an older dude, but he looks like he could be doing this stuff because he was just kind of weird. But yeah, this guy. Now Charles Manson looks like a class president or something, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I get what you're no. saying. Like that was what was so shocking about it. And so conversations with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, uh, like I said, is a four part series. Uh, the first episode is handsome devil. I, we're not going to go episode by episode, but the second mm-hmm. episode is one of us. The third episode is not my turn to watch him. And then fourth episode is burn Bundy burn. Um, all four were released on the same date, which was January 24th, 2019. And it's a series, so it's, you know, I think an hour or so per episode. Uh, And let's just start by saying, what did you know about Ted Bundy? I'll start. I knew of Ted Bundy because when I was a kid, uh, primarily in middle school and high school, whenever we got to go to the computer library with the computers in the library, it was like kind of new to us. You know, we didn't, we had computers, but they weren't like internet access, like do research type computers. It was just like, do your accelerated reader test on them. (laughs) Um, when I was in like elementary (laughs) school and stuff. So I do remember like having access to the internet for the first time in school. It probably sounds weird to anybody who's younger than me because they probably just grew up with the internet in school, but we didn't always have it. I, I was in the weird transitional period, uh, where like half of my life I didn't have technology and then the other, you know, section I did. Uh, but I would always do research on serial killers cause they fascinated me and I would read books in the library about them and I would do reports either on serial killers or marijuana cause I wanted to be edgy and cool. Uh, <laughs> so, that was kind of my thing. I did it all the time. Anytime we were able to do reports on, you know, whatever we wanted or, you know, historical figures or whatever. And I wasn't the only one. I remember there was this girl named Corinne who did uh, an Ed Gein one at the same time that I was doing one on Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, just out of coincidence. And hers was more like based on 
this uh the texas chainsaw massacre killer was more like this and not like this so i thought that was even cool that she did you know tied in texas chainsaw back then and then you went on the banger mm. yeah. um so anyway i was just kidding but okay <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, I knew of Ted Bundy for doing research on serial killers. I used to do it all the time. There was TV shows that I would record like little docs, like, like most evil or something, you know, and it was like little half hour things on, on serial killers that I, I used to watch and stuff. So I was pretty familiar with Ted Bundy. Um, I had seen the 2002 movie. I think I'd seen another Ted Bundy movie. So very familiar, uh, for the most part, um, was there another yeah there was one was there one from 76 the del, was the the deliberate stranger ted bundy the delib do you know i do not i know my mom said she watched a movie on lifetime about him yeah the, no the deliberate stranger was 86 uh um, yeah. which was a ted bundy movie and then they did another one uh, which I had seen back on Monster Vision, The Deliberate Stranger. Uh, I think it's like a three-hour like TV movie or something like that. Uh, that made Dave's 1986 list, I believe, at number 10. And then I watched another one for 2002 just called Ted Bundy. Or just called Bundy, I don't remember. Uh, so I've seen a handful of uh, uh, Ted Bundy movies. Um, and oh, this when... is the one that my mom saw on Lifetime, The Deliberate Stranger. Yeah, I used Sorry. to play Go on Lifetime. On. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, but I do remember, you know, watching this episode one, I started to kind of feel like, ah, uh, I've seen this all before. It's not really doing anything new for me, but mm -hmm. I will say that it quickly changed after like maybe episode one. And then I started learning a lot more, um, which I thought was cool. So what is your history with Ted Bundy? Well, um, I feel like I, I wasn't really like you or like a lot of other people where they're super into serial killers. I mean, anytime someone brought them up or I saw anything on them, I thought it was pretty cool. But I didn't really go out of my way to learn about anyone in particular. But I feel like with Ted Bundy, I probably knew the least amount about him just because he wasn't like over the top with he wasn't like eating people or skinning them alive or doing anything crazy. He was just kind of like your typical serial killer that you would see in a, a basic slasher movie or something. But um, so all I really knew about him was he was known. For, he was kind of like a handsome guy and he murdered uh, pretty young women around my age. And that went on for several years. So that is legit. Um, all I really knew about him, I knew he was executed as well. But so um, watching this documentary, I feel like I actually learned quite a bit. Uh, when I started watching it, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to like this because I've said before, I don't really get into that stuff all that much. It, it reminded me of like mur making a murder. And um, we already had that argument before where I, sometimes I just don't like that stuff and sometimes I do. So um but watching it, I was really, really interested throughout the whole thing. I feel like I know everything about this guy now. And um, I saw a few uh, just written reviews and people kind of complaining and saying that, oh, we could have just Googled all this information. It doesn't really teach us anything new. But 
if you're like me and you go into it not being someone who Googled everything about him or knowing anything about him prior, uh, I think it's a pretty interesting documentary. Yeah, it, it definitely is. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I love when new, honestly, I love when new Netflix stuff comes out because it reminds me of how ingrained Netflix is in our society because you start seeing one people talk about it on Facebook a lot, but even in mm-hmm. real life, you start hearing people say like, Oh, I watched that new Ted Bundy thing. And you're like, Oh yeah. Like I forget that people literally just wait for new Netflix stuff to come out and then they watch it like day one. Yeah. Everyone I work with. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like, I don't know why I like it, but it, it's always interesting to me when a bunch of people are talking about something. Um, I know some people just don't like they avoid it and then they'll watch it on their own once the hype has died down. But I almost like the hype. I like seeing people excited about something. Uh, but I remember reading that people, you know, seeing people say like, oh my God, I was so sucked into this thing. And it, it makes me kind of appreciate the quality of this because there was so much that I still, even though I said there was a lot of new stuff I learned, there was still a lot of it that I had known or forgot or, you know, was reminded of. Uh, so it wasn't as, you know, I wasn't sucked into this as as some people were because mm-hmm. I I knew the story. You know, I had seen a couple movies on it. I read a couple articles and, and, you know, things like that throughout time. So um, it didn't grab me like that, but I was happy to see that it grabbed other people like that. Um, like maybe how Paradise Lost did for me and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so Ted, th- this, wh- okay, let, I don't even know how to tackle this thing because it, it is a lot. Uh, but let's just talk about, you know, whatever we want. So first of all, I think that it's kind of interesting. I think, I don't know if I learned, cause I know the movies like skip his childhood and you don't mm-hmm. really hear much about his childhood. Uh, and then I think that most of the, th- most things that I've seen don't really talk about his childhood. So they do go into his childhood a little bit in this one. Um, it seems like most by most accounts, including his own, which you can never believe him because you never know if he's telling you the truth or not. Um, yeah. His childhood was good. Yes. Um, it seemed, uh, his family seemed very uh, just uh, your normal basic family and that type of stuff freaks me out. It's one of the reasons I don't want to have kids because I don't want to have my kid grow up and then murder people. Bundy. Yeah, by accident, like, because <laughs> you don't get the vibe that these people are teaching him to murder anyone. Like, they, it, like you, his childhood friend is kind of saying, oh, they had him all involved in, like, baseball and all these activities Football, and sports. trying so hard to just have these, like, normal children. And then he just had his own mental thing going on there. So, uh, yeah, that type of stuff definitely freaks me out. And I feel like... Uh, that's kind of the case with most people. It's not, it's not your parents that are making you that way. I always decide to do what you want. I always am so amazed at the way that these things are put together. Like I almost find them more impressive than films because I Mm -hmm. always think about the nightmare of editing this thing and like having to go find all these clips and like knowing that you're going to put this here and that there. And like, even to the fact that like all the news footage and stuff like who has like how do you even begin to assemble this thing you know what i mean it's just yeah, crazy yeah i thought it was 
I thought it was very well put together. Yeah. And I thought they got a lot of, you know, very relevant, good people to actually speak and do many interviews for it as well. Yeah, they do have a lot of talking heads, but I've, I noticed while watching it that they always had like pictures or a clip of something to show when they were talking about something. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it would actually be footage of Ted Bundy. Other times it would just be like stock footage or something of like, for example, uh, in the final episode when they're talking about the electric chair and stuff and they're talking about walking him down to the electric chair and things like that. They're just showing stock footage of, uh, I think, an electric chair, which mm-hmm. is pretty pretty cool that they were able to do that. But th- I think they actually – and I never know if it's stock footage or if it's like, oh, this was footage from that day. you know. So that's pretty cool because I know there was footage from that day too, I think. So you never really know, but it, it, it is quite seamless is what I will say. Yeah, definitely. Um, while watching this, you know, one of the things you said is how – he's known for being this guy that everyone's like, oh, he would never do that. He's such a sweet, uh, well-spoken man, and he seems like he would be a gentleman and just uh, your typical dude. And, you know, the first episode or the first two episodes, maybe I do feel that way. And as you're kind of watching it, you just see his sort of evil side come out and see how kind of just big-headed and full of himself and, just uh, kind of out of his mind he really is by the end. And I think they do a good job of kind of uh, having that kind of build as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like early on, you see the the side of him that is in the public's eye. You see the political stuff, which I was unaware of. Maybe I knew and forgot. But to see foot, isn't it weird to see footage of somebody who went on to be a killer? You know what I mean? It's just eerie. yeah, like because yeah, you I didn't see know. footage of him like in like pictures and and stuff in newspapers of like political rallies and and things like that, and you're like, holy crap! Like nobody knew this guy was a serial killer. Like because I think even by that time he had killed people uh, or mm-hmm. close to it, and that's just it's chilling. You start thinking about that, and it got me thinking about like as like people that I cross paths with every day maybe even have a conversation with random people you know especially in my you know job i Mm -hmm. meet people from all over the place and and talk to people every day from all over the place have i ever talked to somebody who had killed somebody and gotten away with it you know it's this just kind of reminded me of a side story that actually when my my mom told me a story when she was young that this girl, this like 12 year old girl went missing and they found her body. Like she was like raped and murdered in this house and they couldn't find the killer. And then years later they found out who did it. And it was actually a guy that my grandpa was good friends with. So it's like, and he went on for like several years and you know, no one knew that he freaking did this horrible thing to this girl. So it is extremely freaky. And I mean, it also just watching that stuff reminds me of um, like that fame infamous um, dating game show where that dude went on there and then he won and he was going to end up killing the girl that he won with, but she didn't go out with him because he was creepy. Like just stuff like that is really weird. And I didn't, I, I wasn't aware that Ted Bundy was actually kind of a respectable guy before he started doing all that either. Like he not only yeah. a respectable guy, but he's actually like in the limelight and like, a, you know, like you said, a politician and a lot of big people knew him. 
Yeah, it's very weird because you after you learn that you see like, oh yeah, I could totally see why people wouldn't think he would do this. And you got to keep in mind, even though later in the film uh, or the episodes, we start seeing the dark side of him. That's stuff that is told secondhand. You know what I mean? That's not something that like the rest of the world would be able to see at that moment. You know, that's after Mm -hmm. the fact stuff. So he had a great facade to, you know, the public or to people like even his goddamn parents, dude. Like, I don't know. Like they, you know, they said that he was like, you know, had a good family and stuff. But I think something was up with his parents because the final mm-hmm. thing you hear about them with the apple pie and the ice cream and stuff, very weird. That was very weird. I don't exactly remember. Dude, what the what hell? You, like, I I don't remember the apple pie stuff. Seriously? It was like a huge yeah, moment I, but I, in the last episode. Maybe I wasn't paying attention during that part, but like, I, the, the mom, anytime they interviewed her, kind of you know, as an older woman, when they're actually interviewing her and she's, they're asking, do you think your son did this and all that? She actually does kind of give me a weird vibe. She just seems very weird. And then when she finds out that he did it, it's almost her reaction just doesn't. What's her reaction? Oh, you mean in the courtroom? Yeah. Whenever he's actually sentenced and he's actually guilty and she's like, saying, oh, I, you know, I have daughters, too. I can't imagine this happening to them. I think it's just because I think of... Yeah, but she, at the same time, I don't think, believed that he did it. Oh, well... I feel like you didn't pay attention here. Um, (laughs) Okay, go on. Um, Yeah, so she she says that speech in the courtroom, which I thought was interesting, because she said that he shouldn't get life in prison, um, because, and it was creepy. She said like something along the lines of he can still be a value to so many people in the world. Yeah, I know. And yeah, I did pay attention to, to uh, have him taken out of our lives. A piece of all of us would be missing or something. I'm like, Jesus. But what I was referring to is after they did interviews with Ted, you know, the guy who's doing the interview with Ted who got Ted to speak in the third person, which essentially relieves him of all admission, you know, because he's saying, well, I think if somebody were to do this, they would do it this way. You know what I mean? So that's the whole concept behind the third person. He's never technically admitting that he did it. He's just saying that if somebody were to do it, I'd say they would bury the body over here. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of interesting. And, so when they had those tapes at the end of the documentary, they take them to the parents and play them for them. And their reaction is very weird because um, she lets out like a couple of little cry things. And then she at the end, she's just like, um, who's ready? Who wants some uh, apple pie and ice cream? And then the guy, the investigator, the journalist says, so then we ate apple pie and ice cream. And that was it. So it was weird. That's what <laughs> yeah, I was I- referencing there. I apologize. I think I did completely just overlook that, but yeah, yeah it's I like she didn't it either. Like it's it's a hard, might be a it's shocking weird to reaction. take it. Did she understand that that was pretty much a confession, and it made her sad, or and she just decided to not care about it, like to block it out, like it was a coping thing, or did she still not believe that he did it? You know what I mean? That's what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. I can almost take it as she might not have believed it. Yeah. But 
Very I mean, interesting with the parents. I would like to know more. I always am fascinated by the parents' angle of things, um, how they yeah. reacted. Because I had seen a long time ago an interview with, I believe, Jeffrey Dahmer's mom or dad. I, I don't remember which one. Maybe both. And that was interesting. But it's always interesting. And then, of course, my friend Dahmer was based on a story that the – you know, a guy who was friends with Jeffrey Dahmer in high school wrote, um, <clears throat> which is interesting. So I always, I'm always most curious about the people surrounding the serial killer. Yeah. Like I thought I liked how, um, that one older woman was like a friend of him, of his as a child. And then even at the end, she's kind of like, he could have been something great, but no, he decided to just go his way. And I thought that was really chilling like yeah. he could have lived he could have lived his whole life with these urges to murder women but <laughs> and just not done it but instead he just went right ahead so i really like that too and i i found stuff really interesting in this with him having a girlfriend i didn't know that he yeah. had an actual girlfriend at one point and Multiple, they're kind of I think he had you know well he had a wife or what i mean a fake i don't know well that that, that, that was at the end. so I couldn't – I must have missed something, but what the person that he married while in prison, was that somebody new or was that one of his old flings? I think that was someone completely new, like sort of how Charles Manson had crazy people who would t – like I think he was married to like a 28-year-old woman. I think that was a new just supporter of him who believed in him and was like yeah, – That was I a shocking marry this revelation. Man. We'll get to that in a second because that's towards the end. Yeah, um, but I don't know. And, and, you know, you made a good point the other day when we were talking about this. Uh, so we know who Ted Bundy is, the notorious Ted Bundy. We know everything about him at this point. One thing we don't care about or care to remember is who his victims were. I can't tell you a single name of the people that he killed, any of them. And I don't remember what they even look like. And it is sad because they are just this person who is just attached to this heinous act in the worst way possible and yet nobody even cares or knows who they are mm -hmm. and um they keep showing their pictures throughout the thing and even thinking about now i get chills i'm just these are especially they're all girls that are around my age i mean they were only 18 to 21 year old women and then it seemed like as he as time went on he was targeting like 25 don't worry, i don't think he would target you why I, he seems to target a lot of pretty girls. <laughs> I've I become so sad. Um, anyway, I'm just going to let that one slide. Um, but yeah, they are all these pretty girls. They're all just, but yeah, I can't remember any of the, I know the first one, her name was Linda. I forget her last name and all that. Um, I, I saw, well, I actually posted that I was watching this in the, group page and someone commented on how they didn't like that they didn't really go into the actual killings all that much and i can kind of see that i mean they explain the gist of what he did he would beat them strangle them and mm -hmm. kind of molest see, them that, that's actually is one of my complaints it, yeah one of my complaints is that this shit hops around a little too much it's hard to follow the narrative in especially the first like two episodes after he's like kind of caught the first time it kind of goes in sequential order after that, but it's kind of hops around a little bit too much. 
Like, I think if you would have done maybe like two more episodes, made it a six episode thing and really dived, d- dove into each of the slangs and sort of followed the, the history in a more of a linear fashion. I think this would have even been better, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not like I can kind of also see how people can complain that it feels like we're on this guy's side because you're not, you're not going deep whoa, into the whoa, horrible. Whoa. What? Really? You said that earlier, dude. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What do you mean, really? What did I say? You said that like people were complaining about the no, Zac Efron. No, that's the movie. The movie that's, what I just that's said. coming out. I saw people complaining about this as well. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, see Yeah, like that. every time I looked this up on Google, it seemed like people were saying stuff about this and how they were referring to him as a handsome man, the entire thing and stuff like that. And, um, well, I mean, I I don't get that at all because I've never won. I mean, maybe the only time I feel a little bit of sympathy is towards the end of this series. And it's not because I feel like he, um, doesn't deserve what's happening to him. It's that I put myself in the situation of somebody who's facing, death and that's where i feel sympathy in a way um but yeah and other other than that i mean he's like i don't ever really identify with him in like as i do in a movie like jeffrey dahmer and dahmer like i can identify with um jeremy renner's performance like i just can kind of see what was like you know you have sympathy for them a little bit but it's different in a movie than a fucking documentary because like the documentary is very real and raw and there's no like fantasy element to it. So I never really once in this entire documentary felt sympathy for Ted Bundy or like aligned with him in any way. I'm not saying sympathy. I'm just saying, I feel like they didn't, the fact that they didn't go into how bad the killings really were. Like you said, it hops around a lot and it's just like, Oh, he killed four more women here. And then it's like going on to the next thing. I'm not necessarily saying that they need to go in for that reason though. Like I already, I do feel like that what they do show and what they do talk about is graphic enough. I'm just saying, the the story of the killing, what where was he at, what happened, how did he get her, you know, stuff like that. Like actually go in to each killing, and you know let us know what happened to that girl, not just like he killed one here, he killed one here, he killed one here, you know, because to me that is less. Um, I, it's like it, it's less informative so that's what i'm ta- that's what i'm more talking about not necessarily because i didn't feel like they were graphic enough yeah um but that brings me to the next thing is i thought it was also crazy with it being the times that he was able to escape okay and yeah, that own- was a huge 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 part of this so i had known all along that Ted Bundy had escaped. In fact, I think that in the movies that I watch, it shows him escape. Mm-hmm. So I know that. I would assume. I forgot that he escaped. I forgot or they never showed it. I probably forgot. I forgot he escaped twice. And for whatever reason in the movies, they make it seem like less. Like, like they may, they don't make it seem as like big of a deal in the movie. <laughs> Like in the yeah. documentary, it seems like a huge fucking deal that Ted Bunny had escaped, and like, like the amount of days he was gone, it's like counting them down, and it's like day forty-five, and I'm like, oh my god, I thought 
it was just going to be another well, week the thing. Fir- the first one, he's only gone a little, like a week. Uh, yeah, because that's what he, I'm yeah. The first time he escapes, he jumps out of a like second story library. And he he practices the fall by jumping off his top bunk in his cell, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's so, a very smart man. Yeah, no, he is. He's very cunning. He thinks a lot, right? He's con- He reminds me of myself in that way, um, mm. <laughs> where my head's constantly moving. And I think if I was in jail, I would con- – even though I wouldn't act on it most likely unless I was like in there for life or something – I wouldn't act on trying to escape, but I guarantee I would be thinking about how you could all the time. And yeah. this was a different time too. Like that would never happen now. Like there's no. the, people like Ted Bundy are the reason why there's so much security in like prisons now. And everything is like every, they count everybody all the time and they, you know, they have shackles on all the time and, and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's so it was it's so funny it's like the first time he escapes they're interviewing this one cop and the cop doesn't he's just kind of like oh golly gosh this is a bad situation <laughs> i mean we don't know we're gonna, definitely gonna have more security next time and i'm just it almost feels like a joke the way yeah. they're he would have been gone a know. lot longer if he hadn't been you know if it hadn't been cold um yeah cause that's a, he basically goes into kind of shock because he's so cold um and then he basically goes and um, gets caught, taken back to prison. And then the second escape is even more impressive because he got out through the ceiling, which you yeah, would think like, that would have been like somebody else would have done that by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is just crazy. And then he's gone for so long and this is the big part. He's gone for like a, a couple months. He went from like you know, this place to Chicago to Florida to this place that he went and watched a damn college football game. <laughs> yeah, um, he was having fun. I mean. Yeah, he was going to bars and things like that. And um, they when he would what the, the most disturbing thing about it is when he's on the run, he actually commits, I believe, two more murders. Yeah, it's like two more and then almost four. But yeah, there's like other. And two he, other girls. He kills two girls, almost kills two others in the same building, and then goes like seven blocks away and kills another girl. <laughs> and you're like, what in the hell? Like, I never would have thought that he would have been killing people while out. Like, that's always your worst fear, right? Well, shoot, he escaped. If there's any bloodshed here, there's going to be hell to pay. Like, I believe even one of the people interviewed said that, like, that they might even sue the state or, some, or sue the uh, GL or whatever. Um, but you wouldn't think I didn't think he would. I, I had totally forgot or never knew that he actually killed people after he escaped the second time. Yeah. And in fact, those were the ones he was tried for first. Am I right? I believe so. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like their ultimate proof there. But um, so he gets pulled over the the second time he escapes. Right. Yeah. Kind. Of, yeah. Was he Isn't it kind of just? Well. Now I forget, but like it was kind of on a whim that he gets pulled over, isn't it? Like the cop yeah, was just like, "Oh, that's like both times he gets caught. <laughs> he just should not drive." Is essentially what would have kept him out of jail, I think. Uh, but yeah, when he gets caught, it's so weird because he's in jail for a few days, and like he won't say who he is, and he has like a bunch of stolen credit cards and stuff. And um, <laughs> and like it was like shocking to me that they didn't 
figure out like, hey, you know the like number one most wanted criminal in the United States? He kind of <laughs> looks a lot like him. Yeah. And they're showing pictures. They're like, oh, Bundy, he was a man of many faces. They're showing all his mug shots. And I'm like, well, yeah, he has a beard sometimes. His hair is a little long. Like, he still has that same insane look in his eye, though. I think that's kind of the dead giveaway there. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that it's just, it, it's creepy when, that's why stories from way back, no, that's not too long ago, but, I mean, just any stories that aren't uh, too current kind of freak me out because you could get away with so much more back then. People had no way of tracking anyone down or figuring out who people were. And and that's one thing that I had said, like my coworker was talking about this and they said that, you know, they were joking around. like the good old days with like serial killers. How come none of that happens nowadays? And of course it's a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't actually want there to be serial killers. Um, but like, what he means is they they don't it doesn't happen anymore not like this these these icons of you know depravity and like sadistic human nature or something you know or not human nature uh they just don't exist anymore and i said there's one reason why they don't and it's sim- it's simple it's because they get caught before they can now and the reason i yeah. say that is because I watch a lot of forensic files and they didn't have this technology back then. Like, like even with blood and fingerprints and everything that like, even whenever they find out who might have done something and they find out he has a yellow Volkswagen, they have to, they got a paper, like they had to go and look through like papers and like, like (laughs) actual paper files to get, to collect everybody who has a, a, you know, 78 Volkswagen bug or whatever that's tan. And there's like a thousand names or something. And then like they have to go and look through all of them to find Ted. And and it's way different. Now you just type that into a computer and it lets you know. Um, but back then it was much – you had to do everything by hand and it was ridiculous. And you had to call this place. If you needed something, you had to call to this place and that place. There wasn't even no fax machines. And, yeah, uh, they do say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so that's why it doesn't happen now. You just it, people get caught before they can become a serial killer. Like they can't, they can can't kill you know a girl in broad daylight and then go dump her in in the mountains and not have some sort of evidence. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and like he was so ballsy, dude. Like he went and found that one girl in the mall, the one and only person who escaped him, uh, which actually led to a lot of his first you know convictions um, con- and not, suspic- not convictions. suspicions yeah, suspicions um but what did even happen there she picked him out of the lineup he didn't even get in trouble for that or no he did right he got did he, he they were know. like um or wait that's why he was in jail the first time right he got convicted yeah. of that and then, like, she kind of picks him out, and then people are like, are you sure? Like, this guy looks like such a nice guy. And they were almost trying to convince her, like, oh, this ain't the right guy, just based on the fact that he Yeah, like, he was, was... even, like, one of the girls that he dated was even, like, working in, like, the office of, like, the police department or something like that. <laughs> I forget what it was. But, so uh-huh. he goes and follows this girl through the mall, and I assume that's how he picked out most of his victims. He'd follow them through the mall 
or wherever and then follow them and then ask for help or something like that or ask him to come with him. He, he had the badge, which I do know in some of the movies he used to wear like a cast on his arm. And then he mm-hmm. would um, ask people to help him load stuff into his car, and then he would hit him with like a crowbar in the back of the head. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, I, that's that's another thing. Like that's kind of one of the other reasons I wish they would have went into the killings more. Is I always it, it just says like, oh, little Nancy walked down the street, and then she was never seen again. And I kind of want to know. I, obviously, you've seen movies and whatnot, but I kind of just want to know his tactics, if he's flirting with girls or if he's just grabbing them up or, like, how he would actually grab them and, you know, attack them. Yeah, and honestly, like, so he followed her, you know, said somebody was trying to break into your car. Can you come down to the police station and identify them? She asked for a badge, and he actually pulls one out, which she was very – she was, like, very weirded out by the dude to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um and she essentially does go with him. He tries to handcuff her, which I do know he was doing a lot of. And basically, he uh, she got away. And he was so mad that she got away, he just drove to another place and did it to some other girl and killed her instead. Which is just, it's crazy. It's crazy that he, he did this, you know? Yeah. And... It, I think one of the most interesting thing about Ted Bundy, and it, we see this throughout the, you know, second, the third, and fourth episode, is just how much of a sociopath he is. He just doesn't. He never seemed to have remorse. He never th- seemed to think what he had done was wrong. Yeah, even I don't, when he, he was, doesn't even think he did it. Like, <laughs> yeah, even when he was completely caught red-handed, uh, he would act as if he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Um, he acted so much above everybody else. It, it was just so interesting of a person. Um, and I don't think we ever saw any true change in him until he was faced with death, like in the final moments of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's where it was very... Uh, that's where I think the best part of this is. Well, first of all, let me go back a second. There was one girl that he killed that I believe was like a little girl, right? It was I believe so. It wasn't like a <laughs> 20-year-old. Because for the most part, his MO is the same. You know, a mid-20s girl or, you know, late teen girl, um, you know, killer, like raper, killer, sometimes not in that order, and <laughs> then dump her body. But there was one girl that was like a little girl. It was like a 12-year-old or something. Yeah. Which was fucking weird because he, for the most part, he didn't seem to be a pedophile, but apparently he kind of was. Am I wrong? Am I, am I not right on that? I think you're correct. The little girl who like left school and just like got abducted. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I feel like his, I don't know. Like, I want to say there's no rhyme or I feel like he would just get enraged and kill any girl he could get his hands on in a way, but it is kind of a weird age leap, I guess you can say, since most of them were in their 20s, but I don't know, I just picture him getting really angry and just stabbing whatever woman he can find, in a way. Yeah. So I don't don't really really know what he would have been because I wouldn't see him as a pedophile either. Like I almost feel like it was more of a power 
thing that he had going on there. Yeah. Well, there was that one story of him, like, attempting to, like, drown um, a girl, like, drown a, uh, like, girlfriend or something. Do you remember that? Um, he was like holding her head underwater, and then she he yeah, like, let I her did. out, and then you, she was like, "Oh, I think he's trying to kill me." Yeah, right. So, um, this is—I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how, but at the end of everything, when he was like faced with death, and he actually like. repented a little bit he found jesus in a way Mm -hmm. and um and i I think that that happens with so many people who are fit like going to die they look for god obviously because that's all there is left at that point um because he was gonna kill himself i believe and the uh in the like religious dude convinced him that you know god probably wouldn't like that and Ted Bunny was like, you're probably right. (laughs) He's like, you got me again. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that whole final, uh, I guess, um, episode, we're not like final few minutes of that last episode. It's, it's really hard for me to, it's just such a, I don't know. It is there. There's one thing where it says that when all those people are kind of gathered around outside and, they're like shouting stuff and you can hear them inside the place. And Bundy's like, you think I'm crazy. They're the ones who are crazy. Like in a way I kind of like agree with yeah, that. No, I don't insane. like that at all, dude. Like I uh-huh. am not a fan of the, the four, like 4th of July yeah, celebration. I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Like I would never do that ever. Like, parade around that somebody's dying like even if they are a notorious serial killer i don't want i don't want to kill anybody like i don't even want uh-huh. to i don't even i'm not even pro death penalty i'm anti death penalty um, yeah i used to believe in it but i just kind of think if i don't know if someone i knew was murdered i wouldn't feel comfortable sitting in and watching that same person just be killed as well it would disturb me more than anything i'd rather just have them be locked up in a shitty prison forever like if i worked in a prison and like there was a death penalty and stuff like i don't know how they choose who throws the switch but i ain't doing it i know (laughs) like i'm not killing somebody yo that is what disturbs me the most is no matter what like someone has to technically murder the murderer One thing that I found about uh, interesting about Ted Bundy was when he finally admitted to what he did and he finally um, tried to give a motive in a way and he li- basically says like sexual devi- deviancy, you know, it was uh, – he started talking – he said that he had talked to a bunch of people in prison and all of the violent men in prison, all of them, not not you know some of them, all of them had one thing in common that they were addicted to pornography. Uh, which I found interesting. It made me think of somebody I know in real life, and I started thinking about if they were a killer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about you. Oh. And I was like, no, this can't be right, because I watch porn obsessively all the time, and I haven't killed anybody. Or have you? <laughs> um, no, but I'm just kidding. But that that was kind of interesting as to how he blamed it on porn, essentially. 
Um, yeah. Which is obviously ludicrous, but at the same time, um, I do think that what he is saying is right in a way. I think that most of what he did had come from, one, being a sociopath and having a total disregard for other human beings, but two, I think it was in sexual nature. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's, it is disturbing. I mean, porn... There's so much, like, aggressive porn out there, especially nowadays. You get actual videos on the Internet and stuff, and I can totally see how these crazy people might act upon these unrealistic urges and just be violent and gross. So before we wrap it up, um, I did want – this is – I found a list of the, I guess, people that Ted Bundy had attacked or or killed – uh, so just to sort of go through those a little bit, cause this actually tells you what happened to them a little bit. Um, so basically, uh, Linda Healy bludgeoned and abducted from her bedroom on campus. Uh, Joni Lenz, this is one of the people who survived, uh, bludgeoned in her bed, genitals mutilated. She survived with no memory of, of the attack. Donna Manson, abducted, never found. Bunny confessed to burning her severed head in his girlfriend's fireplace. Jeez. <sighs> Suzanne, uh, abducted, severed head, discovered in Bundy's graveyard on Taylor Mountain. Roberta Parks, disappeared from campus, head discovered on Taylor Mountain. I forgot that was kind of his thing, was taken off their heads. Yeah. Uh, Brenda, <sighs> last seen talking to attractive man, sporting a uh, cast outside a bar in Tacoma, skull found on Taylor Mountain. Georgianne Hawkins strangled with nylon stockings. Bundy admitted to keeping her body for some time after death and would perform odd rituals, such as shampooing her hair on her corpse or applying makeup to her face. So there was even more weird stuff that wasn't in the dock. Uh, yeah. Janice Ott. Uh, this was one of the lake girls. Uh, one of two women Bundy kidnapped and murdered during the summer rampage at Lake Semahamahamahesh. <laughs> Denise uh, was second murdered at the lake. Nancy Wilcox disappeared in Utah. Body was never found. Melissa Smith strangled, beaten, raped, and sodomized by Bundy. Uh, Laura was beaten to death with a crowbar and sexually assaulted on Halloween night. Carol, this she survived. Bundy lured Deranch into a vehicle, pretending to be police. She fought him off and escaped. Deranch would eventually identify Bundy in a lineup. We know about her. Debbie Kent, high school te- high schooler, abducted and murdered by Bundy a few hours after Deranch. Was that her? So maybe, maybe uh, she that- wasn't that. Yeah, I don't know what high schooler means. That was the girl, though. Yeah, I was thinking like fourteen or fifteen when you said that. Not. 10 or 12. I don't know if that qualifies as pedophile or not. Uh, I mean, it it qualifies as illegal, but does that make Yeah, it's not like... I don't think. A pedophile? I don't don't know. Um, I I wouldn't say that that fits his MO very much. Um, Unknown hitchhiker. Bundy confessed to a second murder of an unidentified hitchhiker. The body was never recovered. Two bodies found in Washington, 18-year-old Carol and an unidentified female skeleton. Bundy never confessed, but he is suspected to be the murderer. Um, Karen, bludgeoned and stabbed in Colorado. Julie, strangled to death, beaten, body was never recovered. Denise, disappeared while bicycling. Bundy confessed, but the body was never discovered. 
13-year-old victim snatched from the playground. That was the one. Lynette. Okay. Her body was never recovered. That's a weird one. That's a young age. (laughs) Susan Curtis uh, disappeared while walking to her dormitory in Utah. Body was never found. Melanie Cooley. Bundy is the prime sex suspect of the disappearance of Melanie Cooley, who was found bludgeoned to death in Colorado. Um, oh, there's a few more. Uh, Lisa, Lisa Levy, Margaret Bowman, and Karen Chandler. Um, Kathy Kleiner. Um, that was the one in the Chai Omega sorority. Two of them survived. Uh, Cheryl Thomas was also there and survived um oh that was that oh that was the girl who survived yeah eight blocks away so she survived too kimberly leach 12 year old was raped and murdered by bundy before he had her remains in a pig shed in florida so another 12 year old um so yeah but there's suspected that there is even way more that he either forgot about, didn't have any details, because he didn't confess to a bunch of people that he couldn't remember um, where so, it was, what it was, you know. Yeah, you just gave me the spooks. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, I hate hearing that the body was never found because I picture those mm-hmm. people's parents. Like I, I, I mean, my cat ran away once, and I was disturbed for months. I mean, let alone my child disappearing and then never even finding the body. Um, so the final little bit, um, so Ted Bundy, while he was in prison, he married a woman and had a kid that blew my mind. I didn't even know that. (laughs) Me neither. Like the, 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 there's not really, I looked up the kid a little bit and couldn't really find much. I didn't really look too much into it, but her name was Rose Bundy, I believe. Yeah. That's crazy. Hopefully that kid, it's all right. Yeah, he was he was sentenced to death at 42 years of age, um, which this is very eerie and I didn't know. So he was sentenced to death, or he was you know electrocuted on January 24th, 1989, 30 mm-hmm. years before this documentary was released because it came out January 24th, 2019. Whoa. That was definitely intentional, but yeah. I did not know, and I hadn't heard anybody talk about that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, wow. Man. Ugh. And that one more thing I was going to say is just that ending of the documentary after he's been executed. It just kind of leaves you with a weird feeling because you're listening to his interviews and him talking throughout the entire thing, and then it's like he's dead in the dock and then the last 10 minutes or so that's just it he's dead like you don't hear him anymore and that's it's just so weird he was such a like i've said full of himself kind of overly confident and everything and then the you know they kill him and that's the end of this terrible person just left me with like a weird feeling yeah and i can't think of because i know jeffrey dahmer wasn't wasn't he murdered execute. in prison? Yeah, he was actually, he was murdered um, yeah. in prison. Uh, he was Ed beaten Bean to was... death by a fellow inmate at Columbia Correctional Institute. Jeez. Um, but, and I think that, like, uh, Charles Manson died on his own. 
Yeah, he died like a year ago. Just of, he was like freaking eighty some years old. He lived way too long. But yeah. then Egin just died on his own. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know. I, um, he's like the big killer. He was actually put to death. The, also, John Wayne Gacy. I forgot he died of lethal injection in ninety four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which he was another one that doesn't, I I was, and I was hoping that like, I would love to see more documentaries like this on Netflix, um, Mm -hmm. with John Wayne Gacy and Jeff Dahmer and, uh, Ed Gein and whoever. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Cause they're just so fascinating, you know? Um, I don't know. Was Ed Gein? No, I think he died of uh, yeah he died yeah he of, he just died yeah old of age. old age yeah or I think he had like can't he well, had something shit, he wrong was born with him. in 1906 <laughs> yeah I mean he yeah some of them I think I I looked him up the other day he had cancer or some sort of disease that he died from yeah um but yeah I would love to see more of these these this was really good and honestly I had rated it on Letterboxd. um. And after talking about it, I'm actually going to come up in my rating. Um, I th- believe I gave it an eight and a half, but I'm going to come up to a nine on this one. Dang. Yeah, I also rated it, and I gave it the same rating of an eight and a half. Um, I would say, I would say it's probably a nine quality, though, eight and a half to nine, especially since, it's like I said, I knew nothing about him going into it, so it definitely did, did a good job of educating me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Uh, I think Moods gave it a 10, so he really loved it. And I do remember and- one of his biggest complaints with a couple of movies that we watched, both the O2 and the 86 one, um, was that they didn't go into a lot of the other stuff that Ted Bundy did. Um, like a lot of the history... Because uh, I, I do feel like most movies aren't, don't really feel complete with Ted Bundy. Like, um, and both of them are long. Like the 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 Bundy one from two thousand two is like two hours, and then I think the other one is like three hours. But they still skip a lot of stuff. Yeah, I almost don't feel like I've never seen a movie on him actually, and I almost don't feel like watching one now because I feel like it'll just kind of. It's like I know everything I need to know, and I feel like they'll probably leave stuff out. How many serial killer movies have you seen? Like, have you seen Henry? Honestly, um, I don't really, unless you count Deranged, I don't really think I've... Okay, well, I've seen that. I mean, I've never... I really haven't seen any, I don't think, besides that. So you've never seen Henry? No, I haven't. You tell me to to watch it, but I forget about it. Henry's really good. Um, Henry... Uh, Dahmer is one of my favorites from O2. That one's really good. Uh, you seen my friend Dahmer, right? No, I missed that one. I didn't really? get around to watching it. Yeah. That was really good. It almost made my top 10. Um, there's one on, there's, there's a couple that I've seen on Ted Bundy. Uh, I had seen a couple on Dahmer. Um, there was one, oh, I'd seen a couple on Ed Gein. I'd seen at least two on Ed Gein, Deranged. Well, if you count Chainsaw and Psycho and all the other ones. but no, like, I more, like, I wouldn't say. Yeah, like, there was one that Kane Hodder was in that I had seen. I don't really remember it. Um, I think I seen one on Gacy. I don't really know a ton about Gacy, but uh, Zodiac yeah. is a really good one. Um, 
about the Zodiac Killer, which is one of the more interesting serial killers because he was never caught. Mm. Did you know that? I did know that, actually. Yeah. I don't know anything else about him, but I know that they never caught him. Yeah, the Zodiac um, yeah, one is really good. Yeah, I would like to start watching more. The only... I remember back in high school for our law class, I think we watched like a documentary style movie on Charles Manson, but that's about all. That's I, pretty I'm, much everything. I think Manson is my least favorite out of everybody. He's Yeah, he's, shall I say, overrated with the... He just didn't kill anybody. <laughs> no, he, he, he was crazy and he had other people do his work. But I will tell you that the Manson film uh, Helter Skelter from 76 is really good. And it's an actual just movie. Yeah, it's like a, it's not okay. it's a mini I thought that's it's what a I, mini series. It's like two I was thinking that's, two episodes. I was thinking that's what I watched in school but uh, I'm wrong. So, I forget what it was. Yeah, it's like 4 hours long or something. Jeez. Um but I have seen I, the Manson murders are very interesting. Uh, cuz I did watch a couple of documentaries on the Manson murders. Manson isn't that it isn't that like notorious in terms of serial killers is like he didn't do that much. Um but yeah. the the whole like LaBianca Tate murders are really really like vile and gross. Mm. I feel uh so yeah. Um you rated it. I rated it. I think that's it. Yeah, that would that will do it. I don't really have much else to say on it. I think our next thing is the noir thing. Yeah, I'm down. Um, which I believe comes out. I thought it came out. I thought is it out? Mike. I thought Mike posted today that it came out today. I might. I didn't actually check though. I might be wrong. Okay, so that'll be our next one. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Heck yeah. All right. So, with that said, take us out of here. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 25 of Netflix and Chill. This has been fun. Hope you guys had fun. Definitely an interesting thing to talk about. And we shall hopefully be back sooner than later with the noir, horror noir thing that I just forgot the name of. But anyway, yeah, so I'm Carly, that's JP, and we are out of here. Deuces! Peace.